Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1998 here in Asheville. For over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments while following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at drkings.com. Or find select products at your local health food or drugstore, Earth Fair, CVS, and Walgreens. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at drkings.com, Kindle, or Amazon.com. Welcome to The Healing Revolution. It's the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Welcome, everyone. Gather around the radio or either Alexa or wherever, and let's talk a little bit with Dr. King about uh, today's topic. What are we talking about today, Doc? Uh, You know, one of my favorite subjects, something I have been working with people on for over 40 years, probably more like 45 years. Back in early in my school, I learned about this special valve called the ileocecal valve. The what? See if you can say it out loud. Ileocecal. And the ileocecal valve is between your small intestine and your large intestine. And why is this valve so important? It's because the small intestine is like your kitchen where you absorb all your food and everything's made for a consumption for your body. And then it gets to this valve before it goes through this valve to get into the colon where your large intestine, which is like your septic tank. And you don't want your septic tank backing up into your kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's bad news. Not unhealthy things will occur yeah. when this happens. And this happens very common in people, and they don't know it. Most doctors do not know about the ileocecal valve and its importance or how to even recognize the problem and and fix the problem. And this is something we want, uh, everyone should know about. And it's a thing that you will benefit you. And we're going to talk about how the many benefits, once you learn to check your ileocecal valve, you can easily check it and know when it's not working, when it's not happy, and simple ways of how you can fix it. And that's going to be the whole show today okay. is our all about this number one cause of auto intoxication. There's probably more toxicity occurs from auto intoxication than there does from intoxication from outside sources. Auto meaning? Internal. It's self-intoxication. You are intoxifying yourself. You could be living the cleanest, purest, you know, intentions of life. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't chew or go with those that do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and and if that could be that you're beautiful, pure walk, your tightrope, beautiful, you know, uh, walk. People think, oh, you're a saint the way you live and you can be auto intoxicating yourself. Wow. Matter of fact, I find that a lot of people that follow very strict diets, healthy diets, high roughage diets, many times are creating an ileocecal valve problem. Oh, really? Which is working against you. And so we're going to talk about 
you know, discovering that. And uh, but I do want to go a little bit so we understand a little more about this ileocecal valve. I find that about eighty percent of the population will have an ileocecal valve problem. Wow, eighty percent. Eighty percent. So this is something very important. Why we should be checking this. And and we're, there's a lot of things that the ileocecal valve will teach us. And something we're going to talk more about through the show and get in details is by learning to monitor and check your ileocecal valve, you will also discover through the process what your perfect diet is. This is very intense here. Ready? The perfect diet for you. What you know? The perfect diet for me and the perfect diet for you or anybody else is not the same. There's a biological individuality among people. There's a, what I mean by that big word, biological individuality, means we're just like we are different on the outside. We, you know, we can look and, dis, you know, they have, you know, even today you can find a missing person. You can find a criminal. You can find somebody through just all the cameras in the streets, in the cities. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And f- through facial recognition, they can quickly find, oh, guess what? In most, in, you know, most wanted list, we just found them, okay, downtown Asheville, walking, you know, down Biltmore Avenue. Okay. Uh, up there on the square, you know, oh, there he is. Okay. Or a computer picked his face out. Yes, they can, they can, you know, it's not like somebody has to be watching these things. Right. They put that facial recognition up as a list, and wherever you are with a camera, all of a sudden, ding, 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 you have been found. Yeah. And so, you know, just that, with that kind of detail, of how we are on the outside of our bodies. And there's so many details. At some point, we'll do a show on what we call iridology. That's this another is a big word. Iridology, a study of the eyes. And in the, you know, the, the colored portion of our eyes are called our iris, hence iridology, okay. not iridology. Okay. That's study of the ear. We did that one. Gotcha. Okay. But iridology... We will find there are certain things you'll find in the patterns of the iris of the eye that we're like a hologram, really. The human body is a hologram. And what you'll find in the eye is you you can quickly diagnose and see where there's problem areas in the body, and you can monitor the healing of it. There are special cameras for this. There's special, uh, you know, software that can determine, you know, a lot of things from the eye. We have studied the eyes of people. Every, we had that chart on, on our diag, on our forms, on our diagnostic forms. We had an ear chart. We had an eye chart, and you know, even facial physiognomy that you can tell from certain facial features what's going on with a person. Just as we talked about in the ear just a a couple shows ago, we talked about the ear and all the acupuncture points in the ear, and there's points, specific points for every part of your body in your ear. There's reflex points in your hands and your feet for every part of your body. It's all deeply and dynamically integrated into a beautiful, beautiful symphony of of focus. So the more we learn about our bodies like this, the more empowered we will be as, you know, a person, the more equipped we will be to be able to nip 
problems in the bud to help overcome health issues and to help prevent those health issues from ever manifesting again. That is what why this is so important. That's why we need this beautiful thing called the healing revolution. That's why we need, you know, to understand and learn to care for our bodies. And the more we're able to, the more proactive we become in caring for our bodies, the more preventative we will be. Not only preventative, but the more we can accelerate our personal health to go to a higher and higher and higher realm. You know, health is not just being symptom-free. Health is so much more than just even symptom-free. Oh, if only I could be symptom-free. You know, that's a wonderful thing for most people. But to even get excited about the healing revolution even further, you know, once you become proactive and start learning to check certain things in your body, you know, and be able to keep that working properly, you're going to be able to take things to a whole new level. And so we're going to show you even with this, just by monitoring the ileocecal valve, how you can quickly discover and discern certain things, what foods are good for you. And which ones that irritate your ileocecal valve, you'll know it by just checking tenderness. I check my ileocecal valve probably at least once a day. You know, it's a little check. It doesn't take long when I'm laying down at night. Many times I'll just pop onto that and check my ileocecal valve because I used to have a severe ileocecal valve problem. Really? I'll let you know that right up front. Yeah. Okay. I told my wife that before she married me. Honey, I have an ileocecal valve problem. (laughs) Or I had one. She's still married. (laughs) Yeah, she's still married me. Yeah, it's not contagious. It's all good. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it really helped me a lot by fixing my ileocecal valve. Is one of the keys to my restoration of health. Is one of the keys to helping figure out how I can eat, you know, what is the ideal diet for me? Again, just as we're so different, as I've been talking about on the outside, we are also so much different, even more so on the inside, where I can do very well with good dairy products, healthy dairy products. I do very well with healthy meats. And I was vegetarian for six and a half years of my life and some of the most unhealthy years of my life. It was good for me for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Then I slowly started swinging the other way. And I realized after it took me, I'm a slow learner, six and a half years, I decided I need to eat meat. And I thought, oh, being free from meat is like I'm living the higher life. You know, I'm a higher being. I'm becoming more uh, ascending to a higher level of life. And... I told myself that for a lot of years until I finally tapped out and said, okay, you know, I realized that, you know, I needed meat. And I broke it on a bison liver, of all things. Really? I picked, I'd researched a lot. And boy, by even that day, I felt a difference going to bed that night. Really? And that morning, I woke up with a newfound energy. And then from there on, you know, all of a sudden, I had a new strength a new dynamic, a new substance that I needed in life that I was starving myself of. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should be a carnivore. And, you know, there are, like I said, I'm just showing you the difference among us that we need to discover and discern this personally ourselves. You'll see people talk about their diet and say, oh, you should do the Mediterranean diet. 
You know, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you should eat all raw foods. Mm-hmm. And I've tried that. Not so good for me. I need some raw food, yes, but no, I can't live on just raw food. You know. Oh, you should eat um, no grains. Tried that for a while. Oh no, oh, you should eat lots of grains. I tried the Misho Kushi diet, lots of grains. Okay, I tried dairy free with dairy. I tried. Uh, you know, more cooked food. Oh, you should eat, you know, more soup, you know, and, uh, you know, oh, you know, and I like soup, and soup is good for me. You know, people say, oh, I never eat meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes is good for me, you know. So there's, you know, it's kind of, I call it, like, let's just think of, okay, oh, this whole society is gone. And, you know, thousand years later all of a sudden a new society manifests on planet earth and one of the cavemen now starting back over again you know walks down by the ocean and finds an old pair of eyeglasses okay mm-hmm. rinses them off out of the sand and um, and all of a sudden looks through them and goes oh, unga, ah, you know runs back to the village ooh, ooh, ah, ah, yeah, ooh, and shares with them you know, looks through them, and he thought he found the answer to you know improving everybody's eyesight. And some people went, "Oh, uh, uh, yeah," you know, and the others went, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, no." And you know, and because some of them made their eyesight worse, and others made their eyesight better, and the same is true. Just as we're different, we need different prescription for our eyes. We need a different prescription for our diets. We need a different. A slightly different prescription for our lifestyle. Some people love to run long distances. Some people say, I like short bursts of energy much better, works better for me. We need to discern these things for ourselves. We need to learn what is the best balance of fitness for me, not just what somebody's saying. And, you know, that discovered the eyeglasses, you know, <laughs> right. and tries to fit, make everyone fit the mold, their mold. Someone discovered a diet that was great for them, but it was not so great for everybody. You know, and maybe that diet was only good for 10% of the population. You know, so we need to be aware of this diversity, this uniqueness that we all have and be open. You know, we can get very opinionated sometimes. You know, uh, if you're not a vegan, you know, you're a lowly, uh, no good for nothing. You know, I mean, if if you're not a meat eater, you're some, you know, and, they, and you can be prejudiced. And dietary prejudice exists. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, lifestyle prejudice exists. And we want to say, wait a minute, we need to create some more tolerance here. We need to be aware of our diversity, our individuality. We need to be aware of that uniqueness. We will never discover the uniqueness of our personality until we start under, you know, searching it, you know, how we're wired. We can always try to be somebody we're not. But until you find who your personality type is and how that rolls 
and works. And we have that in the Healing Revolution book where you can take quick little quizzes and discover how your DISC profile is one we use. It's a great way to understand your personality, how it works, how what kind of job will you thrive in, okay, what kind of job you will not thrive in. And we find that for our people, so we don't put people in positions that they're not wired for. That just creates stress <laughs> and problems later on. You know, but when you do find out how you're wired, you can learn to ascend and become a great and dynamic person. You can learn so many things. So just this ileocecal valve, okay? So I'm just painting the brush here of the diversity of who we are and how to find out who we are in life. Most people live life out and never find their ideal personality. They never find their ideal diet. Therefore, they do struggle biochemically. They will struggle in their health. Until you learn how to do these things, we're living in great ignorance. We're living, and we want to be liberated into health. And it takes learning this type of insight to really take us to our highest place in our well-being. Not only where we feel the best, you know, we're clearer-minded. We're clearer, you know, and stronger in our mind. We're stronger in our bodies. We're stronger in our emotions. We're stronger with our success in life. All this is part of the healing revolution. All this, you know, we become and we will learn our biological individuality here just by monitoring our ileocecal valve so we can get onto and discover the diet that is best for us and how to adjust that diet little by little through life. Even during certain seasons, I find, oh, I feel better eating less meat for a season, you know, and then all of a sudden now I need more meat. For a season, I find I adapt to the cold weather so much better when I increase, in general, my healthy meat consumption during the wintertime months where I have more heat, more warmth, more cir- better circulation. And, you know, those are things that we need to adjust through life. Right now, I'm actually on a less meat diet. And I, mean, I think probably getting ready for springtime, you know, and... Uh, and I'm eating a lot more greens right now. And so, you know, that's just, you know, adjustments, little adjustments. My little cycle valve will tell me when I've gone too far in one direction and to help me bring me back to my perfect balance again. So, are we interested in the ileocecal valve? Yes, we uh, are. Yes, we so are. So, the valve is a vital, vital part, and we're going to show you where how to find it and how to monitor it. And, and how to fix it. And not only is this good for you know ourselves personally, mm-hmm. but once we learn these things, what's the healing revolution all about? Spread the word, man. Help other people. You know, we fix that and learn that. All of a sudden, we can go and help other people find these great and wonderful benefits as well. We don't have to live blindly through life anymore. We don't have to wander aimlessly. We don't have to, you know, think, oh, you know, I just been dealt a bad deck in my life. Bad genes. I got bad genes. Well, you know, you know what? There's a whole thing called epigenomics. 
where you can change your genes. You can change how your genes express, whether they express disease and problems or do they express health and harmony. And so that's the beauty of the healing revolution. If we don't like what we've been dealt genetically, we can change it. That's the beauty of the healing revolution. And as we enter into the realm of the ileocecal valve, you will truly be empowered to be able to take greater control and authority in your health and not have to live out, oh, a bad deck, a bad hand. No longer is that an excuse for us. We can overcome a bad hand and we can overcome bad genetics. And welcome to the healing revolution. Let's take a break and be right back. And I can imagine that Dr. King's going to talk to us about uh, the ileocecal valve massage technique. Coming up, stay Indeed. tuned. Dr. King's Carolina Bison. Bison meat has half the calories of choice beef, less fat than fish, and contains higher levels of digestible protein. In appearance, bison is a richer and darker red meat due to the high levels of vitamins and minerals and the lack of artificial preservatives, stimulants, and hormones usually found in beef. Energize your health with Dr. King's Carolina Bison, currently available at these popular local stores and restaurants. Earth Fair, Harris Teeter, Fresh Market, Wicked Weed, Universal Joint, Juicy Lucy, Pax Tavern, The Biltmore Estate, Sierra Nevada, Natahala Brewing, Jack of the Wood, Red Stag Grill and the Grand Bohemian Hotel, The Grove Park Inn, and others. Visit carolinabison.com today. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. It's The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King, and today's topic is the ileocecal valve. Yes. Pretty important valve, I'm yes. taking it. We abbreviate it. We call it the ICV. I-C-V. Okay. Ileo means really the end of your small intestine. Small intestine is kind of like after the stomach and, and it goes into kind of this massive spaghetti-looking gut you see in the inside pictures of your abdomen right? Uh, where you have uh, all this tubing. And that's where, oh, that's where all the good stuff happens as far as breaking down your food and, and assimilating your key, all your good nutrients and and you know absorbing you know vital you know nutrition that we need takes place that's why we you know we call it the kitchen your small intestines yeah. like your kitchen gotcha then it comes to the end this long spaghetti like tube you know where you kind of extracted everything you need out of your kitchen, okay? Then you have some waste products, and it gets kind of bundled up there towards the end of the small intestine in a, uh, a bundle of uh, matter, you know, that you know, is part of the waste now that needs eliminated. And it gets down and stored and compacted at the uh, point of before the, at the ileocecal valve. And that valve again, between the small and large intestine, stays closed for a very important reason. And when that all that digestive matter has been extracted out the best it can, all the waste product now, then all of a sudden that bundle of waste, you know, the, the ileocecal valve opens up and says, okay, send it on through. And then the small intestine 
through the ileocecal valve into the colon or the large intestine, and the ileocecal valve seals right back up. Okay, and the, there's a huge difference between your small intestine and your large intestine. It's not like a continuous thing. This valve is the integrity of the ileocecal valve is so important to stay closed and only open when it's time to get that bolus. It's called of food waste that's been extracted from already. The waste now would be sent on to the septic tank, send it down the drain and into the septic tank and of you know, the colon. And now that's very important because, again, the pH is totally different in the ileocecal valve. The, you know, in the colon is not there to absorb more nutrition, okay? No, no, no. It's already been done. Now it does. It's like a waste treatment plant. And then the waste treatment plant, you go down to Asheville, it's waste treatment plant, all the stuff that we flush down our toilet, okay, is kind of... You know, they kind of extract the fluids out of that, you know, all the water out of that. And they do it in such a clean way that if you're daring, you can drink it. Uh, That's not not on my list of, it's not on my bucket list, (laughs) but but it does, can pour right into the French Broad River or... You know, and, and does yeah, and uh, now the fish are don't seem to be complaining as much anymore. Now that they've really, you know, EPA has really cleaned up a lot of this. Like I said, to the point you can drink this water. Supposedly, it's palatable water, and that's what the colon does in probably a better way than Asheville uh, septic uh, does sewage. Asheville, yeah. Asheville sewage, and you know, not to. Bash Asheville sewage, okay, but, you know, or any other city's sewage system. And so, you know, that's what the colon does. It takes the water out. Now, if you have a watery stool, that's a sign things aren't working so well, okay? Got it. So you want to have a well-formed stool. People always ask me, okay, how should my stool be? (laughs) And so, you know... Questions we have around the dinner table. Uh, how's your bowel movements been lately? Uh, we've taught all our kids to check your bowel movements. You know, back when we used to monitor a car, we had, my family, we had a gas station and mechanic. And I remember one of the early technologies for mechanics was they put this hose into the exhaust pipe of a car. And they monitored what was coming out of the exhaust. And that told them how to adjust the carburetors and, you know, and adjust the engine and tune the engine so it runs its best. And so that was, I remember that as a kid, one of the first technologies that I came across. You checking know. the waste. Yeah. And Bun, his name was a mechanic we had back when I was a kid. His name was Bun. How about that for a name? Bun, yeah. Bun. And... He would always go back before they had that technology, and he'd wipe his finger around the inside of the exhaust pipe. <laughs> okay. Kind of like a proctologist here. <laughs> uh, and you can tell, you know, how much carbon and how much, you know, waste, how well, how clean things are being used. Right. How well clean the engine is running. And so, you know, that's what is going on with our colon. That's what's going on with our stools. So along with monitoring the ileocecal valve, which is a lot easier than sticking your finger into what would be the equivalent of your exhaust pipe. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. There's better ways to do this, you know, to a point where, you know, a healthy stool would be one where you d- didn't really have to wipe. Okay. Gotcha. 
You gotcha. know, that's a good thing to check. I always check to see, oh, because you wipe. But you say, oh, look, and no wipe. You know, I, <laughs> you want to have no wipers. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, where there's no need to wipe even because that stool is so well formed and you complete evacuation and a solid stool. And people always ask me, should they float or should they sink? You know, you say, okay, do you have a floater or a sinker? Randy, do you have an answer to me? We're, we're getting rather graphic here on the radio, but this is the doctor talking, man. Yeah, he, this, he is, this, this is, is stuff. This is stuff that's important that is. we yeah. we don't want to ignore. Think, oh, that's because that's that's we don't not, want to talk about that. Yeah, you know, it's we got to talk about. We got to talk about it. Yeah, you know, so many you know, we talk about preventing colon cancer and a lot of health problems, just health problems in general, by talking about this. Yes. And you don't have to wait till you get the scope. You have to go have the scope, you know, and check it all out. You can be monitoring so much throughout your whole life. Our kids, and we've prevented them a lot of problems by saying, okay, how was your bowel movements? Well, they're floating lately, Dad. That means you're not digesting your fats so well. And your fats aren't being digested completely as well as they should. Now that stool is floating. Or if that stool is not solid... You know, you have some digestive issues going on. Let's try to adjust, make some adjustments. Yep, you've been eating way too many salads and not enough other things if your stools aren't solid. Okay. Too much roughage. Okay. Okay, that's a good tip. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, sinkers are assigning you're digesting your fats, your gallbladder's working well, okay, and you're getting the right balance of fats. Okay, now, you know, loose stools... Too much roughage in general, too much perhaps of things that are you're allergic to as well. Mm-hmm. You're eating some foods. You're having some food intolerances here. You're having some food allergies perhaps. And so loose stools, you shouldn't live with loose stools. You know, I, I kind of have a habit of, you know, when I'm at the airport and traveling, uh, you know, and where you need to use the you know, bath, a public restroom. And you're sitting there on in these stalls, and you can hear what's going on around you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm shocked at the, what's going on in the in those stalls, those stools in those stalls around me. <laughs> well, I'm said, shocked <laughs> to hear the the how many loose stools you can hear a loose stool in two three stalls down. Okay, yeah, uh, you can hear. What's going? Come, what's happening in people? And a majority, I can only pick on the men here. Okay, right, uh, right. The majority of what I hear in public restrooms going on in those stalls is a problem. Is a problem. Okay. Wow. A lot of loose stools going on. I'm shocked. Only the doc would pick up on that in a men's room. Well, <laughs> uh, I'm an observer. I, I love to observe. I right. love to learn. You know, I and uh, you're right. I mean, if you, you know, and and that's and that was a surprise to me. Yeah, and and the smell. You know, we shouldn't have really smelly stools. I mean, you might have a little aroma, okay, but it shouldn't be one that. Want to make you breathe through your mouth and not your nose. (laughs) You know, it should be, you know, relatively a good stool. And we have remedies for stuff like this, too. 
Oh, yeah? And so, but fixing your ileocecal valve and adjusting your diet is one of the most powerful things you can do to solve a lot of these problems. And most people don't even know that is a problem. And they continue on and then wonder why they have chronic illness, why they have more problems, why their, uh, you know, their health is so bad. And so those are things that we want to address. These are things that we are going to address. And, and so let's go into this a little more. The ileocecal valve is what I it, – it causes such a broad spectrum of problems that can lead to chronic illness, just like we talked about with the sphincter of Odi, can lead over time, will lead to chronic illness and disease that will probably kill you. The same is true with the ileocecal valve. The ileocecal valve, it's been called the great mimicker. Hmm. The mimicker. What do you mean by that? It means it can mimic a broad spectrum of problems. It could be the reason, number one, the symptoms that I see with people with long-term ileocecal valve problems is dark circles under the eyes. Really? How about that one? And, And, you know, ringing of the ears. Common problem. A lot of people have that, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's called tinnitus or tinnitus, however you like to say that. Tomato, tomato. You're right. And low back problems, sacroiliac pain, chronic low back problems, a susceptibility to have low back problems many times is associated with ileocecal valve problem. And so you'll have this. uh, Why? Because a lot of toxins are backing up. And this ileocecal valve is in your lower right quadrant of your abdomen, down there where you follow your belly button and go diagonally across to the right side towards your the, where your hip bone is. And if you feel your hip bone and feel down the inside edge of your hip bone, you'll find if you poke in there, you'll find a little notch in the inside of your hip bone. Stop there, put your other hand, finger in your belly button and draw a line directly between the two and about a third of the way to that little notch on the inside of your ilium or your hip bone, okay, by in your abdomen, you know, your hip front follow your hip bone around to the front of you know, you know, your body, where in your in your abdomen, not in the back part of your hip bone. But you know, that's where you find that little notch. And you can find this best when you're laying down. When you're on your back, it's an easy way to find this. And again, about from the belly button, two-thirds to that notch in your hip bone is where you'll find your ileocecal valve. It's close to your appendix. And you do want to be aware of appendix. You don't want to be, uh, if you still have one, you know, you have pain in your ileocecal valve, you do want to check if you have a low-grade fever, for example, you might have appendicitis going on, okay? So you want to discern this. You don't want to be, you know, so, uh, but if you don't have a low-grade fever and um, if you do, you want to make sure you get to the doctor. Right, right. But, you know, most people have their appendix out. And uh, you still have yours? Yes, I do. All right. Randy, you're an exceptional person. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so the, you know, that's how you find your ileocecal valve. You poke down in there, and it's going to be about the size of something between a ping pong ball and a golf ball. And if you take one of those kind of balls, if you have a round, and put it under a pillow, you know, an average medium-sized pillow, and you feel through the pillow, 
and you find that ping pong ball or golf ball, that's what it's going to feel like down there. Gotcha. That's how quickly. And if it's irritated, it's going to be tender. Normally, it should not be tender. Okay? So if it's tender, when you poke around, and you have to poke around a little bit and make sure you're pressing on it. You know, I found that little you know, golf ball or ping pong ball, you know, kind of knot. It's kind of like a, a harder knot. Mm-hmm. You know, and you find that and you press down on it. Normally, you shouldn't. You feel the knot and press on it pretty good, but it should be no pain. If there's tenderness, your ileocecal valve is irritated. And now you want to, you know, we're going to find you, show you how to fix it and how to monitor it. So now you can fix and make sure that irritation, you know, it keep, you know, if it keeps coming back, you need to make adjustments in your diet. So just a few more symptoms that would go down as this great mimicker. It could cause pain in your, particularly your right shoulder, even bursitis-type pain. It could cause fibromyalgia. It can cause headaches because it is causing toxicity. It can be a factor related to candida albicans that we speak about quite a bit. Allergies. It could be you know, a sign that you have allergies, especially food-related allergies. It could be a sign that... Uh, you know, that can lead to and cause, you know, susceptibility to colds, flu, sinus problems, thing called leaky gut syndrome or dysbiosis, uh, you know, nausea, faintness, fatigue, dizziness, uh, malaise, bad breath. If you have bad breath, a lot of times the ileocecal valve, that's a sign that toxicity is backing up and you, again, the bad breath scenario. It can also lead to body odor. It can lead to indigestion, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and constipation, and variations back and forth. It's a sign of dysfunction of your ileocecal valve, um, paleness of your face, uh, pain even you know re- in your heart region. You know you can feel some uh, you know that type of heavy chest. Yeah, and, yeah. you know you, you know uh, problems with your stomach. Uh, it can cause uh, you know. Palpitations, uh, hypochondria. How about that? Most people don't think it can lead to hypochondria, edema, where you get fluid buildup in your body, and even relate to emotional shifts and swings. So, just a few signs of what's going on when it comes to uh, the great mimicker of the ileocecal valve. Uh, again, 90% of the people will have what we call an open ileocecal valve. Uh, 10% may have a closed one. But either way, the therapy is going to be very similar, and you'll be able to monitor and know uh, as you work with it. Now, here's the thing most people don't realize, and, and that is, you know, as these, you know, what happens when the ileocecal valve spazzes and the ear gets irritated, 90% of the time it spazzes open. When it's supposed to stay closed and only open for that just seconds of moving the, the you know that roughage the waste into the septic tank and then seal right back up again. It's kind of like your septic tank backing up into your kitchen. It's not going to be a very healthy place to hang out. <laughs> okay, no. and uh, and so what's what causes it? Believe it or not, and many times people well-meaning and really working hard to improve their health, they eat too much roughage. And too much roughage will lead to irritating this delicate viscera inside your ileocecal, your intestine and your ileocecal valve. So too much roughage 
Wow, who would have figured? Really? So a lot of people, you know, that's too much raw food, too much salad, mm-hmm. too muddy too many nuts, seeds. Whole you know, wheat, maybe. Whole wheat. Uh, you know, too much spicy food. And you know what? Overeating will also irritate it because it's too much for your body to handle. And you get too much volume going through there. And that area will eventually break down your ileocecal valve. Food allergies and food intolerances, uh, you know, toxicity in general will irritate it. Stress will irritate your ileocecal valve. Too much caffeine and alcohol. And dehydration. We're not getting enough fluid going through your body. And again, it will irritate the ileocecal valve. And too much frequency of snacking. If you eat not just too, over, too much food, but if you eat too frequently... You don't give your body a break in between enough break in between meals. You're a grazer all day long. That never gives your digestive system a break and can lead to an ileocecal valve problem. So these are uh, again just some of the things that will cause it. And now that we know what will cause it, we're going to go into what will fix it and fix this number one cause of auto intoxication or self intoxication, intoxication uh, that is happening in 80% of the people, especially if you've been eating, trying to eat more natural, trying to eat more roughage, you know, uh, so we want to be aware of these kind of balance and everyone's tolerance to roughage is different like we talked about earlier. And we're going to address now the next, in the la- this next phase, how you can personally fix this thing and monitor this thing to find your perfect diet. We're learning the importance of the ileocecal valve from Dr. Frank King on The Healing Revolution. We'll be right back. Dr. King's Farms welcomes tourists year-round. Located in Leicester, North Carolina, just 20 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's family-friendly educational farm tour promotes health from soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains while they learn about unique prehistoric breeds, including the American bison, African Watusi, elk, and Himalayan yak. See the rare white bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. Hand feed and photograph magnificent animals up close and personal as you're comfortably seated on an open air trailer pulled throughout the fields. Shop our farm store after the tour or anytime you're in the neighborhood. Book your reservations and learn more at carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Welcome back to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King as we're talking about the ileocecal valve. And, Doc, we're also talking about listening to your own body, making small adjustments and and ways that help improve your own digestion, your own Mm -hmm. uh, problems. And I I, personally, you've taught me to to listen to my body more. And and as of late, uh, in the last six months or so, I made the adjustment to uh, exclude whole wheat mm-hmm. from my diet, and it it has helped. It yes. really has. Yeah, you know, especially since a lot of that wheat is, uh, you know, GMO. 
Yeah. So yeah. genetically modified. And we got to be careful of those kind of things. That's some experiments going on. It's scary stuff. Uh, you know, so I recommend let's not mess with Mother Nature in this scenario. And uh, we, we find wheat and uh, grain intolerances are huge uh, and have grown dramatically. In my 40 years of monitoring people and doing food allergy tests and blood tests for looking for these hidden, delayed food allergies, mm-hmm. uh, they're very elusive. They that wheat is going, you know, is is multiple times more prominent as a food allergy or intolerance today than it was 30, 40 years ago. So we want to be aware of these things. And your ileocecal valve will be screaming at you during this time, too. So, yes, we do recommend people ought to do a, at least one time a good, thorough blood test for delayed food allergy reactions. And uh, not every doctor does these, but these are very vital. But you know what? The ileocecal valve will tell you, too. It will lead you down that path. So here, let's go back again. Now, how are we going to fix this thing? How are we going to monitor this thing and to help us adjust? and refine our diets to to their working for us rather than against us. You know, we want to find this ileocecal valve and then we want to fix it when it's not when it's tender. So, laying on your back again, uh, poke through your lower right quadrant of your abdomen. So, if you draw your abdomen in quadrants, it's the lower right, and you again put one finger in your belly button. One, you feel down the front of your ilium or your hip bone, you know, the big hip bone, and you find as you poke down through there, there's a spot on your, as you run along the ridge of the front of your hip bone, you will find a notch. Oh, yeah, it's just a little notch, but you can feel it, and uh, especially when you're laying on your back, and you will now go one third from, you know, up towards your belly button from that notch. And press down and right in that area. And everyone could be just a little variable, you know, a little bit varying, you know, by maybe an inch. And you'll find and poke down through like and find that golf ball or ping pong ball under the pillow kind of feeling. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Uh, and so you poke down in there and you find that and you press on that a few different angles. And if there's no tenderness, your ileocecal valve is pretty happy. And that's a good thing. And you, you know, I want to monitor it regularly because it could be good, good, good. And all of a sudden, it can turn bad. And a lot of signs, too, a lot of times when things aren't working right, people will also have not only excess gas, but they will have foul gas. And that's a sign we're not digesting or not eating the right foods. You should not have foul gas. You should not be the smelly guy. Okay, (laughs) you should, you know, and if you do have foul gas, that's a sign. You know, okay, we want another sign. You know, know, we talked about the bowel movements, but also the foul gas. And so something we shouldn't, you know, be something that, oh, you can be embarrassed about. And so if you are, we got, you know, there's some things you can fix and not only correct the foul gas problem, but you're also fixing some deeper problems as well. Uh, So, uh, again, we talked again, you know, hey, if you have your appendix, be aware. If you're feeling a little temperature, check your temperature. If it's a low fever, there's a sign that that could be your appendix, appendix, and that's the one thing you want to quickly discern and know. If you don't have an appendix, don't worry about it. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Now, as you poke around and find this thing, you press in 
on the valve and just hold pressure on the valve and I hope straight down and you hold that pressure for about 30 seconds and you're in a quiet room on your back a lot of times then all of a sudden when that valve relaxes and releases you will find a gurgle sound kind of like we talked about with the sphincter of Odie sound and you hear that and you keep holding it for a while until all of a sudden you you know go 10, 15 seconds or so without any more gurgle sounds, that's a pretty good sign. Then you can begin to press uh, slightly towards your belly button, okay, or towards your opposite left shoulder, okay, in that direction. And you push the ileocecal valve up towards that direction, kind of get below it a little bit, push it up, and hold it there again for about 30 seconds while you're holding pressure on that. And a lot of times your fingers get tired. I put my fingers under the ileocecal valve and lift it towards my opposite or left shoulder. Uh, and I, a lot of times I will put my fingers on of my left hand on top of my right hand. My right hand's pushing up the valve, and I put my fingers on my left hand on, on above it, and it helps control it. It helps, and it take, and you don't get tired fingers, okay? And it's a nice, relaxing way to begin to massage and work your ileocecal valve and make it happy again. And when you do it that way, again, 90% of the time it locks open. That actually closes the valve and puts it in a healthy state. And a healthy valve, again, should always stay closed, it only open when that bolus of, or you know, ball of food that the small intestine has stored up in the ileum, the end of the small intestine, has formed there, and then it lets it through and closes right back up again. So very, very powerful thing to do. You can try massaging it a few different angles, straight across. Sometimes you can even try to massage it downward, upward, uh, to the right, to the left, you know, and uh, and see, make sure you, you've worked your ileocecal valve different directions, and you'll find certain directions that works for you personally. And But usually, I like, you know, it's going to be 90% of the time, it's you're pushing, getting a little below it, and you're pushing it up towards your left shoulder. Uh, in that general direction is a good direction that works for 90% of the people. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, you begin to, again, you should monitor it. And now, again, if it, if it keeps happening over and over again, what do we do? First and foremost, we started making those adjustments in our diet. Start lightening up on too much roughage. Start realizing, oh, too many raw nuts, especially the raw nuts and seeds. Uh, you know, make sure you chew your food well. That helps everything work so much better. We talk chew, chew, chew. So important. It helps your digestion from your stomach to your small intestine and all the way through to even to your uh, ileocecal valve in your colon. So you want to chew your food very thoroughly. I was always rushed eater in the farm. We had to eat quick and get back out to work again. And... Uh, Took me a lot of work, and I still have to work on not eating too fast. Chew and enjoy. The more I chew, the more I flavors, the more I enjoy food, the more I enjoy the social time of eating. You know, very, very important. Uh, now, uh, chlorophyll. If you there's, you can buy this liquid chlorophyll. You can squirt it in your mouth. Turns your teeth green temporarily. <laughs> uh, or you can buy the little chlorophyll capsules or 
pellet or pearls they call them sometimes, and you swallow some of those. And chlorophyll is a it's it's extraction of green stuff. Okay, it's concentrated, very concentrated. Now, what's good about that is you take a few of those capsules or tab or pearls, and right before a meal. And okay, I did that for lunch. Right before lunch, I took three or four chlorophyll capsules, swallowed them, and watch, and your stools will turn green. And this is a great way to monitor your what we call your bowel transit time. And how long? So, okay, noon, okay, I you found out, or I took it in the evening, and you know, for my evening meal, and by you know, uh, by my bowel movement in the morning, it's already green. It's been 12 hours. That's a good bowel transit time. You know, if two days later the green shows up in the stool, you, there's some issues going on. Okay, that's way too long. That's what, uh, 20, that's uh, 12, over 24, 48 hours many times. Well, that's way too long. So you want to be able to know what your bowel transit time is. You can Google this type of thing. Uh, again, monitoring that ileocecal valve makes you help you make those adjustments to your diet so that you're getting the right amount of fruit roughage, but not too much roughage. And you're chewing your food well, doing all the things. It's all in the book, The Healing Revolution. It's all in. Also, you can go and there's a free download that you can get to. And uh, on the ileocecal valve, I even have videos on the ileocecal valve. Uh, go there and we'll go to drkings.com and you can uh, discover and have all this. We share this all free to empower you, the people, to take, you know, where you can take your health to the highest. Thank you, Dr. King. Dr. King and his website, that's drkings.com to get more information about the ileocecal valve. Thank you, Dr. King, again for being with us today. Come back next week and we'll learn more on the healing revolution. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to drkings.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best, so take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the healing revolution by visiting drkings.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter or email a question about your health to Dr. King at thr at kingbio.com. And join the healing revolution. You say you want a revolution.